welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm not your host. Instead, in today's episode, we'll be rejoining part two of Emma's interview with Christine and her novel, LAP Light is Brown. So please sit back and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And through kind of all of that, obviously, trying to get certain messages across to the younger generation, was there one message in particular that you really wanted to hit home with the book? I think the book is basically about accepting yourself and kind of looking like liking yourself. I think that's that's like a really boring answer, but fundamentally, I think when I kind of sat down and thought about, you know, what are the things I want people to take away from it? It's really just about kind of just looking for validation internally. Because I think if you, particularly like when you're a teenager, I think it's so hard it's much harder I think for teenagers now than it was in my day there's just so much pressure there's so many external things going on you're so connected all the time and that's really difficult it's really hard you know as much as we talk about body you know positivity and we talk about diversity inclusivity and you know they are a generation that are way more clued up than I think I was at that age but it's because they are so connected to things all the time I think there's so much pressure actually more pressure than ever to kind of conform to certain things you know, I just wanted to sort of say all of that stuff starts with just you and just being okay with you and being the best version of who you are and not having to kind of constantly compare yourself to how many likes your friend got or what party they got invited to that you maybe didn't or, uh, you know, what they're wearing or, you know, what X Instagram model looks like. I think it's it's always got to start with that foundation of liking yourself. And so the book was really just about sort of a girl learning to like herself really and once she did that she was able to sort of connect to other people whether that was her family or her friends or like a love interest whatever it was but she wouldn't have been able to do any of that stuff if she hadn't been okay with who she was and so she goes through this journey of like finding her voice and realizing that she's okay so I think that was the message that I wanted to get across which was you know you have to start with you the validation is always internal you can't look for it elsewhere with other people telling you whether you're all right or not you kind of I think once you've got that as well that's just like the building blocks of of a really a good life you know you've got to start there it's just taken me like 40 years to get to this point so I'm just hoping I can like impart this wisdom to some to someone somewhere to say you know start with you basically yeah and hopefully speed up that process for them maybe exactly yeah that's it that's a hope the the first thing you said there, I absolutely adore where you said it's it's a book about accepting yourself and then actually liking yourself because accepting and, and liking are obviously very different things. And I think a lot of emphasis is put on accepting yourself as who you are, but then you also have to learn to like that about yourself. And I think, yeah, by the end of, of the book, Ellie definitely learns to be her own best friend. And I think that certainly comes through, like you say, for herself, but also the relationship she has with all of the people around her so bit of a bit of a tough question now for you if you could go back and give your teenage self a single piece of advice what would it be 
Oh, that is hard. I think it would just be, I don't even know if this is advice per se, but I think I would probably just just say everything's going to be okay. You know, I think I, like probably lots of teenagers, just felt like the world was caving in sometimes and things can be really difficult and traumatic and hard and you sometimes just forget the kind of the joy and the kind of the good things. And I think I would just say to myself, you know, it's going to be okay because I think I'm a person that can sometimes focus on what I don't have and what, you know, what isn't working out as opposed to what is and what can. And I think that was one of the joys of writing the book was almost kind of a do-over because Ellie has a way better attitude to life (laughs) than I do. Um, But I think it's just, you know, I think I would probably just tell myself it's, you know, it's going to be okay because, you know, it is. I think if you can believe that, then you're always kind of going to head in the right direction rather than the wrong one. I mean, I'd, I'd love to sort of tell myself as well to just accept myself. And I think that, that that's such a hard thing, I think, to, to say to somebody without any context to it. But yeah, I think I would definitely say, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. Love that. Absolutely love that. And just for a kind of a little bit more about you, what is there any are there any books that you are currently reading or excited about? Any songs that are at the top of your playlists at the moment? Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm listening to, what am I listening to at the moment? I'm listening to a lot of Holly Humberston at the moment. I'm always listening to the Beatles, always, because you can never have too much of the Beatles. I mean, book-wise, there's just so many things. Um, I'm, list- I'm reading at the moment that I love uh, I've just got a proof copy of an amazing book called The Wondrous Prune by the lovely Ellie Clements which is another debut author it's a middle grade book which I'm loving and yeah there's just I have to say I'm very excited about the new follow-up to uh, Rachel's Holiday I don't know if you're a Marion Keys fan but um, I absolutely love her work she's one of these writers who has been really I think very sort of undersold by the kind of critical community they kind of you know she sells huge volumes of books but for some reason people don't want to sort of see her as a kind of brilliant writer and she just touches on all these massive subjects which are so just big and huge and just does it with such kind of deft like touch and humor and I just you know I love I love her books she talks about sort of really big traumatic things but with such a wonderful kind of comic touch so that's uh, she's got a book coming out soon called again Rachel which I'm very excited about those sound brilliant interesting to again touch on that with kind of the the subjects that YA and middle grade are kind of addressing more recently particularly as you've said the the kind of generation that's reading at the moment they do seem much more keyed into kind of important um social impacts and things like that do you think that the kind of book industry is is doing enough and is exposing those kind of that kind of content through what's being published at the moment I definitely think it's a move in the right direction I think we're going in the right direction so like I've got two children and you know even four or five years ago I was just not seeing the diversity on the shelves that I am now it's definitely changing and it's moving in the right direction I think publishing has absolutely got its heart in the right place I think a lot of of sort of authors of color feel that 
the change needs to be more at the grassroots level where there are actually more agents and editors within publishing houses that are also from you know sort of minority backgrounds as opposed to you know maybe it, it kind of feels like the, the change is happening but I think where you're going to get kind of really great authentic stories um getting out there is by you know people commissioning them who are kind of empowered to make those decisions because they come from that background they understand it and you know I feel like sometimes there's a sort of a need for authors of color to sort of explain um issues around race and identity in a way um and I think there would be less of that if if publishers maybe hired a more diverse group of people so I think that's kind of part of what could help just make that change that's happening which is so positive and so wonderful be more of a big sea change that would really sort of see I think that's what's kind of missing at the moment but it's definitely it's definitely going in the right direction and the heart is absolutely in the right place it's just about just pushing that a little bit more I think to just make sure that actually those stories are being also commissioned by people that understand them um because I think it will just help to tell better stories I agree yeah absolutely the more the more we can read about experiences and a kind of history and social um issues that we ourselves don't experience kind of regardless of what background you're from the more we can appreciate kind of the world as a wider population um so definitely it's all just about empathy isn't it like the more I can completely not understand what it is you know to be you or for you to be me but actually it you know it it's being open to receive that isn't it and wanting to like know more and I think that's what you know kind of publishing can do an amazing job of just making books really really appealing and just making us see other people's points of view and that's what makes good humans isn't it absolutely and and we should all strive to be good humans (laughs) we try we try try. sometimes we fail but we all try well, we are very grateful that your voice has come through. If there are any kind of young girls similar to you were out there who are potentially thinking about sharing their story and want to be writers, is, is there any advice you could give them to kickstart that? I mean, I just think that for me, I wrote the story that I wanted to read. And I think if those people are out there and they feel like there's a story that hasn't been told and they can write it, then more power to them they 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 have a responsibility to do it you know that's kind of part of it is just going do you know what this there are so many stories out there and they all deserve to be told and they all deserve to be heard and you know if you're out there and you're writing something I bet you it's important and it it deserves to be heard so just like don't be deterred it's really hard um sometimes it's one of these industries where you have to get used to the word no a lot and develop quite a thick skin about things. I mean, I still now think more about the editors that turned the book down <laughs> than the one that bought it. You kind of read stuff and you're like, oh, but I think, yeah, just be positive, keep moving forward and just remember your story deserves to be told. So get it out there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Christine. It's been brilliant having you on the show. If any of our wonderful fans would like to get in touch and follow what you're up to, where can they find you on social media? 
Okay, so I'm rubbish on social media, but I am on there. <laughs> so I'm on Twitter at C Pillanigam and I am on Instagram, which I'm a bit better at, um, which is, is under Christine Marina Pillanigam. So um and I've also got a blog called The Little Brown Book, um, which is just kind of musings on life, the world, and the universe, and that's uh, littlebrownbook.co.uk. Amazing. So Ellie Pillay is Brown will be published on the 5th of May this year. So keep your eyes out for that. And we'll be hearing Christine's wonderful album, which will be out on the 31st of March. So that's all from us here at the Big Kids Book Club today. So for the meantime, I will say take care, stay safe, and most importantly, keep on reading. Bye.